Thank you for joining our podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. Stay tuned as together we will study God's Word. My name is Randy Young. I am the uh, transition lead pastor at Peninsula Covenant Church. And I'm glad to be here. I'm really glad to be here. And I hope that even more important to me is that I hope that you are glad to be here. Because God is here. God has been waiting for us all week for you to come to worship with him with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and all of our strength. Let's hear the word of the Lord. A long, a long time ago in a place far, far away, God said to Abram, leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Let us pray. O oh Lord our God, He had been good and gracious and merciful from the very beginning. And you have invited us to come here at this place, at this time, to be together, to walk into your presence, to worship you, hopefully, with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I pray, Lord God, in our worship of you and in how we do it, that it has put a smile on your face. For it is you whom we have come to worship and to please. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts together not only be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, but may they challenge us in those places where we need to be challenged so that we may grow and become more mature and ever devoted to you. Now hide me behind you, because I know it is you whom they have come to hear. We pray these things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the people of God said, Amen. Amen. I'm ready. Two weeks ago we talked about, uh, we talked about, I talked about my story, how God touched my life. And last week, Scott did a magnificent job talking about how to tell your story. And then he goes on and tells this incredible story of how God touched his life. I was away at a memorial service in Mount Shasta that I helped lead last, last weekend. And when I saw Scott preach, it took my heart. But you have a story just like his. Maybe not dramatic in those kinds of ways, but they are stories that are important to you and you need to have confidence in the story that God has given you. And it's not just your story, it's about God's story and how he has touched your life. 
This week we are going to talk about our story and the fact that I've only been a part of PCC in the last month or so. Um, our story is about the future, the next several months, maybe till the end of the year, or if God blesses, maybe there's a new lead pastor here uh, by September or October. But I'm ready. I've got my hat to keep the sun off my face and off my neck. I've got an SPF shirt that keeps the uh, sun rays uh, from damaging my skin. I've got my jeans on. I've got my boots on, my hiking shoes, and I'm ready to walk this journey with you. Abram, <laughs> it's the first time that I've read this story being my age. I turned 70 last October. The fact that God talked to Abram when he was 75 and said, leave your country, leave your people, leave your family's father's household. In other words, leave everything that you know about life, your comfort, your house, your livestock, your family having dinners on the veranda at sunset with good olives, leave it all and go to the place I will show you. The interesting thing about that is that God never told him where he was going to lead them. There was no Club Med brochure. There was no guarantee that this was going to be a five-star resort God didn't say. He just picked up and left. And I'm sitting here thinking, I turned 70 years old in October. I, um, on January 4, I am happy doing what I'm doing. I like my life. I like my life with my, my wife. I like the rhythm of life. I like what I was doing. And then God calls me to, uh, well, to leave my country of Contra Costa County East Bay people, and to come to a foreign land called PCC. <laughs> and here I am. I'm with you for the foreseeable future. What I can tell you is that you're probably asking, where are we going? And the answer is, I have no idea. I don't know where we are going. But I know this. God has called us to walk this journey together. And if God has called us, God is also leading us. And if God is leading us, God is with us. And if God is with us, we can have confidence about the journey we take together. You gotta believe that. In some ways, I liken this to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm, I'm sure most every Christian here has heard of the book Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan. I won't ask how many of you have actually read that book. Probably very few, but I love the beginning of this book. It's a book, it's an allegory. John Bunyan wrote it. It's about a man who is distressed about 
reading the Bible, distressed about what he sees in the world. He believes he lives in the city of destruction, and he wants to get out of there, but he has no way to know how to get out of there. And he tells his family and his friends about the city of destruction and what's going on in the world right then. And they said, you are nuts. You need some sleep. You need some therapy. You need whatever, but you are certifiably crazy. And then all of a sudden, a man comes alongside of him. Uh, well, the man who's reading the, the, the Bible, his name is Christian. Pretty simple to see what this is all about. The person who comes alongside of him is a man named Evangelist. An Evangelist comes up to, uh, to Christian and he says, here's the story. And then he asks Christian, do you see yonder wicked gate? And I'm thinking... What's a wicked gate? It's not wicked. It's wicked. What does that mean? And Christian could be tempted like most of us to say, yeah, I see it. And he doesn't see it. But Christian's honest. He says, nah, I don't see it. So evangelist tries again and puts his arm around him and he points out there, he says, uh, Christian, do you see yonder wicked light? And Christian looks out there and he's going, hmm, I think so. And evangelist says, go. Faith is a journey. We are not sure where it's going to lead us. We are like Christian in which we say, I think so. Faith is based on what we know, and we don't know everything. But based on what I know, I have certain kind of confidence to move forward towards what I think I see. What I can say to us is that in this journey, we are going together. We are in this together. And like Moses leading his people through the wilderness up to the promised land, I'm going to be with you. But like Moses, whom God prevented from going into the promised land with Israel, I am not going to be able to go into the promised land with you. And that's okay, because this is the job and the call that God has given me. I want to talk a little bit about traveling. Traveling is messy. And the more people that are uh, involved in going on the journey, the more complicated it is in terms of provisions and how do you get there and, and uh, avoid the, uh, uh, the challenges. But there are challenges. The journey is going to be trial and error. I bet there were times in which Abram went, walked into what turned out to be a boxed canyon. No way out and he had to back out and go a different way. Probably during a time in which there were not very good signs or very many signs, if any signs at all. And God's just leading. He didn't say take you know, Route 101 to San Francisco across the Bay Bridge to uh, 
uh, Alameda County and take Highway 24 to get to Walnut Creek because that's where you're going. At least that's where I'm going later this afternoon. It's dangerous because back then there were bandits. There were fierce animals uh, who uh, could get the better of you. But the thing about traveling is that you also discover new things. You see things that you've never seen before. And that's a great adventure, and there's great joy in that. Wow, I've never seen that before. Oh, I've learned something new. And we're going to learn something new about God. We're going to learn something new about ourselves along the way. And at the end, we are going to be better people for taking this journey together. If I can have the first slide up. Back when I was 17 years old, I went on a trip around the world for 70 days with 39 other men and women from up and down the West Coast. There I am right above the T front and center, in a wool sports court, uh, coat in Hong Kong. It was hot. Those are the people I went around the world with. And we did the typical kinds of things like seeing uh, major historical places like the Taj Mahal, which was an, uh, a one man's way to honor his wife at, at when she died. We went to the Western Wall in Jerusalem where the, our Jewish brothers and sisters go to pray, uh, the men to the left, the women to the right. And that's, they pray there because that's the closest place they can get without, uh, to the, where the Holy of Holies was supposed to be up on top when the temple was there. We went to St. Paul's Cathedral in uh, Great Britain, which was a, um, a pillar of hope. Because the German, during World War II, because the Germans were trying to bomb it and dispirit the people of England, and they never were able to do it. We uh, met students from all over the world. We uh, traveled into the Ginza district of Tokyo, um, this glittering uh, place uh, where students met, and it's kind of the bar scene, and we went and, and, and met them and talked with them about Jesus. We also went to a place called Schloss Klaus, which is a castle in the Alps in Austria. It is a torchbearer camp. And uh, we went there and, and heard some lectures from a, a man named Peter Viggen. We met leaders from all over the world. We met with USAID people. We met with religious leaders. We met with politicians. We met some interesting people, one being Irene Webster Smith, who was a missionary to... Um, Japan for many, many years. She was one of three people specifically invited by General Douglas MacArthur at the end of World War II to come back into Tokyo because she had these relationships with uh, the, the government in, in Tokyo. We met with Lady Donna Thorne, who in Hong Kong, uh, she... We lived in a, what was called the walled city at the time, in which there were open sewers down the middle of these very narrow uh, pathways through a, a very densely populated 
part of the city. And she, in a sense, reached out and ministered to the children and created us uh, um, a rooftop school uh, where we met uh, kindergartens in, in uniforms and we blew up balloons that, which they played, for, played with for the very first time. We met with Dr. Francis Schaefer, who was probably one of the more noted um, theologians and uh, apologists, Christian apologists at a place called Labrie. That's the chalet. Labrie's, uh, was uh, is, is the word for shelter. And he would meet with students, particularly from the United States, who were trying to find themselves back in the 60s. Dr. Paul Ternier in Geneva, who is a Christian psychiatrist and wrote uh, very many interesting and, and good books, one of which is The Meaning of Persons. And we also met with Dr. John Stott, uh, noted New Testament uh, theologian in London. We also did something really interesting in, uh, in which... Uh, we actually smuggled Bibles behind the Iron Curtain uh, with the help of Brother Andrew. And uh, I thought, sure, I was going to get uh, arrested and live the rest of my life in uh, some jail in Hungary. And I thank God that that didn't happen. I want you to know that through all that, I learned about cultures and different religions. I learned about different ways of life. I learned the difference between Eastern and Western thinking, which is really important in terms of uh, mission and talking with people about Jesus. And I want to tell you that it shaped our lives. It changed my life. As you know, I told you I was born and raised in Colinga, California. 7,200 people on a really good day. My worldview was Kalinga de Fresno, and that was it. At 17 years old, I went around the world with my eyes about this big around, just gawking. I mean, my, for 70, 70 days, I lived life. <laughs> Out of the 40 people, there were five marriages. 25% of the people found their lifelong mate. And out of the 20 men, eight of us ended up in full-time ministry. One with youth with a mission, seven of us as pastors in the Presbyterian Church USA. Changed my life. What I wanted to say to you is that we are going to go on this journey together over the next several months. And if you would be a little bit like me and just kind of have your eyes open to what God has in store for us, our lives are going to be changed as well. And we are going to be better people when we get there. God blesses us. God blesses us. Well, God said, let me read it. The Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. In a sense, God is saying, folks, PCC, leave where you are right now and go to the place that I will show you. 
And then he says to Abram, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. And God wants to say to you, I will bless you. But there's a purpose in that. The blessing isn't like Christmas where you get Christmas gifts and you go rip it open and you get a bike and it's your bike and you keep the bike and you ride the bike and you abuse the bike and you wash the bike. And what, it's, not to, it's not a present to be kept. God blesses us. Right after that, he says, and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. That's the purpose. When God blesses us, we are a blessing. It doesn't say anything about doing blessing. He's talking about just being a blessing. But it's difficult to be a blessing, particularly to others, if you're alone. I'm so glad that uh, for the technology of Zoom and, and electronics that we are able to feed what we do to people who can't come or won't come or are just checking us out. But what I want to say to you who are at home, together is a really wonderful place to be. And we really want you to be here with us and to walk this journey with us together. It's about the ministry of presence. There is power in presence. God does something in our midst when we are together. Again, as I said a couple of weeks ago, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. So our purpose is to be a blessing, but then he also goes on to say, I will bless those who bless you. Whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through us. That was God's charge to Abram, and it's also God's charge to us that we will bless the rest of the world. That our faith in Jesus, Jesus Christ is not just for us. That we are to bless others and allow them the same privilege that we have to have a relationship with the living God. Well, what does that mean? It means more than just saying, bless you when someone sneezes. Okay? And most of us don't even know why we do that. It comes out of the bubonic plague, in which sneezing was a symptom of having the bubonic plague. And if you know anything about the bubonic plague, 50% of the people who got it died. It was a highly deadly disease. So when someone sneezed, then you would say, bless you, in the hopes that it's a prayer that God would intervene and that you really don't have uh, the bubonic plague. But it's more than that. It's not just to say, bless you. We don't go through the world and say, bless you. Bless you, Scott. Bless you, Maria. Bless you, Greg. Bless you, whoever. The New Testament word is you logo. Logo is the root. Logo means word. The prefix is you, E-U, meaning good. So you logo is good word. 
We are to give a good word to each other. Another way to say that is appreciate. Appreciate. You know what appreciation is. Most of us do. We lived in, a, in an economy. If you bought your house long ago, you probably bought a house for about $100,000, and you're thinking, that was a lot of money then. And now it's probably worth $1.6 million. What is that? It's appreciation. It is added value. And in being, blessing others, we add value to another person. We seek to add to them, to lift them up. Versus depreciation. What is depreciation? Here's a 2022 Mercedes Maybach 2 680. It's worth $184,900. You could go down to a Mercedes uh, uh, dealer, write out a check for $184,900. They give you the paperwork. You drive it off the lot. And as soon as the front tires hit the street, what is that car worth? Is it worth $184,900? Not a chance. That's an indication of depreciation where we take value away from people. We do it through trash-talking one another or gossiping behind someone's back. God does not ask us to do that. God asks us to bless people, to appreciate them, to add value to them. And in this journey together, God is saying, be a blessing to one another as we walk through this. What we are to do is to be able to, on this journey, we are going to see truth. Hopefully, we are going to add beauty. And last of all, I hope that we will, be, we will bring joy to one another. Let me just close with a story of a colleague. His name's Walt Kalistad. He's the, he was the pastor of Community Church of Joy in Glendale, Arizona. Took a church of about 160 Lutherans and turned into a, uh, in the long run, a, a church of about 18,000. He had a really interesting business card. It said Community Church of Joy, his name, and then his job description. His job description was, or his job title was, Director of Joy. I was so jealous. I still am jealous. I want that job. I want to be a director of joy. I want to bring you into God's presence so that you can experience the joy it is to be his beloved. And to have these brothers and sisters in Christ to walk this journey together. And when we do it, we are going to be better people for it. Amen. Oh, Lord, our God, open our eyes that we may see you clearly in ways we've never seen before and ask that in opening our eyes, we will discover new things about ourselves, about you, about what it means to be the church of Jesus Christ what it means to be Peninsula Covenant Church. 
and that in the midst of doing it together, we become better people for it. I ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. And the people of God said, Amen. Thank you for tuning in to our message podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. We would love the opportunity to connect with you more. We are located in Redwood City, California, and you can find us online at wearepcc.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by simply searching for We Are PCC.